opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And this is Paul Edwards, and welcome to Tuesday Topics. Uh, it's it's sort of nice to hear the um, the the voice of our streamer doing our disclaimer. That's excellent, sir. Um, so Tuesday Topics tonight is doing something we started two weeks ago, and that is we are going to continue to explore the intricacies of what the Voter Task Force um, has to offer us in terms of things that we should be thinking about at this point uh, a long time before we get to um, our convention next year and a long time before the voter task force has to make final decisions about exactly what they're going to do and how they're going to do it and to whom they are going to do it. (laughs) So it gives me great pleasure to welcome some members of the voter task force back. We have, I think our, our usual, our usual folks here, Miss Marianne, how is your week? Hi Paul. It's great to be here. And my week has been good. Well, that is excellent, and and you have a new puppy that I, I do. That I'm not, yeah, and and his name is his name is Icon, and he is the most affectionate and happiest dog I've ever had, and I've had a few. That is a, a wonderful name for a dog. He is. He's a yellow Icon. lab, and he's awesome. Yeah, and Mr. Rick, you have been well. Yeah. Hey, Paul. How you doing? I'm excellent. Thank you. Yep. And uh, our 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 jingle reader and uh, streamer, Mr. Gassman, sir. Yes. You are well. Uh, <laughs> I am well. Have you have you recovered from Halloween? <laughs> uh, n- not well. Halloween, we didn't get any kids, but the, but the musical tracks that we endured during Tuesday topics have followed me <laughs> to this day, yeah. and I enjoy yeah. them. I'm not sure what you mean by we didn't get any kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't we didn't have one little kid passing through to our front porch. That, oh, that's what not that's what you meant. Oh, I am Does that so mean you had to eat all the candy? Meant. We bought all that candy and <laughs> Does somebody that mean you had, had to eat, eat it all. Not, not all of it cuz people do come by from time to time. Okay. ACB holiday auction, sir. Uh, aye, that's true. That means I got to wrap it back and, up and send it along. Oh, I, did I say that? And, yeah, <laughs> and Mr. Brian. Mr. Brian, are you well? I am doing well, thank you very much. Sitting down here in uh, the man cave uh, today, we endured a whole day of an electrician rewiring our kitchen. Great fun. Well, it's, it's a good thing it's done. I, I need to get my garage rewired. So send your electrician to see me after he's finished. There you go. They're hard to f- come by, a good electrician. They are hard to come by, I'm afraid. I am afraid. So I know that we have so far two folks from our voter task force. There may be others who have arrived in the meantime. You have them but all I know- here. Ta-da. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to... Um, start off with Miss Connie Sims, and you can tell us because you guys have probably talked about it where you would like to go from here and how you'd like to get there. Thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, so 
we 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 did a big question last week. You know, the we big did. affiliate. We did. We did. <laughs> Thank uh, you so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that was probably the toughest one. And it's all downhill from one, here. During say, exactly, it should be much easier. <laughs> um, can't remember exactly what the second one was that Jeff threw out. Um, well, we did resolutions a little bit. I yeah, think. that's right. That's that's what I was. I knew I couldn't remember exactly what we all did. So, are, do, you, um, do you think so, we're finished with that, though, Jeff? I'm not sure. I don't um, think we are. There's more. I think there's more questions that we can talk about with resolutions. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, nope. there's standing <laughs> rules. We have those. So, yeah, standing rules. Mm -hmm. Yep. So 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 why don't we start with resolutions and and um and maybe um I, I'll I'll ask I I guess what is the what what is the the big question? Have you guys given any thought to making resolutions completely done? before the convention ever even starts no we haven't even yeah that's that interesting someone raised it actually that yeah has they did happen mm -hmm. uh, my biggest concern with that is that it would really i think diminish the numbers of people that would be involved and i know that there are downsides to having a lot of people involved because it takes longer and you get people that, you know, kind of like to hear themselves talk more than they should. And, you know, there's, so there are issues, right? We all know. But on the other hand, um, I think that, you know, as we've become a 21st century corporation, we are more and more staff and officer driven. And resolutions is, are, is really one of the few remaining areas other than the community where the membership really is able to, you know, have a major impact on ACB policy. And I, my concern would be if we did this apart from the convention, we would lose um, a, a lot of participation. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, how many Paul, people I think, did, we, um, did we have at the at the the, the sort of final convention uh, resolution things that we did the the kind of two nights during the convention? Week? Over a hundred, well over a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Ray, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was just uh, just a couple of things. Um, now, the other thing we've talked about, and I think we may have even broached it here a couple of weeks ago. Um, well, two things. I, I'm the more and more that we pull away from the convention. I, I, I have this fear that we're going to basically pull all of our business away from the convention, and, and that the convention is going to be more about programs and exhibits and tours and that sort of thing. Maybe that's what people want, but um, I, I kind of have a. I feel like some business should remain. <clears throat> part of the convention. The other thing, though, that we have talked about is actually doing resolutions at different times of the year. For example, uh, in the DC, around the DC Leadership Conference time. And the thought, th thinking there is, there may be topics that we want to allow our members to affect 
you know, to uh, bring forward to affect policy that are going to happen throughout the year, and we can address them uh, throughout the year. Um, and that the other the other thing, and I know with certain you know with some members, this is not popular, but we can do board resolutions as well if we need to um, put a resolution forward on a certain policy. But no, I agree with Jeff in large part. I think. I think resolutions really give the membership a chance to tell us as ACB and us as board members and staff members what they what's important to them and what they want us to be working on. So Florida does um, Florida does a resolutions committee meeting in advance of our convention and also in advance of our board meeting, and we do convention resolutions and board resolutions. Um, and and our folks actually seem to be pretty content with that um, because the, the resolutions committee meeting is held in exactly the same way as it would be for convention. And, and so people have the same opportunity, have more opportunity than they would generally have to participate um, with with just board resolutions that were developed by the board. So I it's, think it's, generally, Paul, don't you Brian. think that you know there's a hierarchy of of process here? You know, the president gets to make decisions when he can't get together with, uh, well, the executive committee or whatever right. form that takes. They can't make decisions in le in le if it's possible for the board to get together yep. uh, to decide it. And the board can't make decisions that would be contrary to previously expressed opinions of the membership as displayed in uh, our resolutions adopted. So I don't have a problem at all with board resolutions as right. long as they live up to that scenario. It, they cannot pass a resolution, board resolution, if it's in direct contradiction to a resolution adopted by the membership at a prior yeah. convention. I would I would agree with that, and 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 I think that's okay. But the real point that I was making <clears throat> was that if we use board, if we use the board to pass resolutions, say around. Uh, around the time of leadership rather than trying to get the whole organization together and call a business meeting, we could run our resolutions process the same way and just use the board to pass it. True. I mean, that, yeah. is, an, that is an alternative to a second resolutions, full resolutions uh, process each year. And that as might, I mentioned yeah. last time, there's a cost to doing it twice. You're going to have to pay for the whole balloting process twice. Uh, That's and it's right. not like each time it's going to be half the cost of doing it all at once. It's simply not the way it works. Yep, good point. So with regard to resolutions, I guess the other question that was um, that was that was a serious issue or, or, or at least was an issue for some of us, and I suspect for a lot of us, is 
we ended up creating a situation where uh, where we had resolutions that that were required to go to record vote where the results of those record votes were extremely lopsided um is that a concern we need to deal with you guys you mean as far as the 25 versus 50 for the standing vote no i mean i mean the the the, the results the results of of most of the resolutions that went to record vote were were seventy percent in favor and thirty percent against right. or something. Yeah. So I think in making it harder to maybe that's the wrong word harder, but looking at the percentage that it takes to get a record vote that needs to be changed. Whether we do a percentage of the people that are there or or bring it higher than 25, or as we've said, I think before, uh, putting the, the rule in the standing rules so that people understand that if they want to, uh, if they want to stand to call for a roll call vote, they can, but we don't have to remind them after each. Yeah. And I think that has been one thing I, because yet well, a lot of people jump up. Yeah. I think that's uh, a good idea. And I'd like to go back, Brian, to follow up on something that you said. You were talking about twice the cost. Could I'm not quite sure I followed you on that. Could you go into that a if, little bit more? If well, currently we put together a contract mm -hmm. um, with the balloting company that's based on a number of different factors, including mm -hmm. the number of votes that they have to tabulate for us. Mm -hmm. Now. If you do two resolution sessions, then you're going to have to have a contract that deals with that issue. Uh, because it's going to occur two right. separate times, I'm, I'm pretty confident that it would be more expensive than having that many things right. voted in a single contract. Okay, that's, that's interesting. You know what? Yeah. I don't think we ever brought that up. And throw this one on it, Brian. And it did come up, but Brian mentioned it. In fact, you'd have oh. to do it because you're never going to know whether you're going right. to have any record votes or, or record not. Votes or not. That's Correct. what I Absolutely get for not right. listening to Brian. You know, that's yeah. not a good thing. Um, and what happens, Brian, if the affiliate vote goes away and... You know, are you going to be collecting it, less? It, it, it wouldn't matter with resolutions. Um, oh, no, no, Patrick. no. You're right, right, right. No, I'm just, I was thinking of income, actually. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter with resolutions. You're going to, I mean, either. No, you're right about uh, resolutions, yes. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to have record votes, you're going to have record votes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I would do, but this is just Paul Edwards talking. I, I would do a substantial amount to make record votes more difficult i would i would certainly require 50 i might even require a you know um 10 percent of the of the total number of voters present probably which would probably be a larger number and and one of the things we talked about in the good old days paul was the friday and saturday votes when you had how many people there I, I don't wish to so. discuss that. <laughs> no, I, no, I actually yeah. think what what do, what do people think about this? Instead of well, maybe in addition to a, a number of votes which could stay the same or could increase, what about the possibility of having a requirement that 
there is no eligibility for a potential roll call vote if at least say 40 percent of the people haven't voted in the minority that doesn't matter how many people voted but it has to have a pretty high threshold of no votes or whatever that minority is um to allow for the seeking of a roll call vote that may be a, that may be in fact the best way to do it i would be very comfortable with that um but but we're we're certainly going to get opposition from from people um who who are going to say that all this is 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 a is a gag order that's being applied to those folks at the extreme and and if there is a substantial minority what is that substantial minority you know we've said we've said 25 people can can trigger uh, a record vote and i think that for a lot of the time and brian jump in if you think i'm wrong i think for a lot of time we were operating on the assumption that there were going to be a minimum of a thousand people there i do think that the original intent uh, of the whole process was based on an expectation that there would be at least i'm not sure i'd say a thousand not probably at least 500 people physically present oh i i i think it i i think because i don't think i don't think we figured those rules based on how many people were left i think we based those rules based on based on what we thought that the total registration was going to be and that's how we that's how we established um quorum yes yeah was but I based don't, on I, that yeah but i don't think i don't think we ever what do you think jeff i don't think we ever went as low as 500. i don't think we ever had a thousand people i don't know that we ever had <laughs> 750 people in, in the in the room at, at one time i think on a friday and a saturday paul we had, oh, less, than, but we had less than uh we had less than 500 we had closer to 200. It, oh yeah it was pretty but it was pretty frequent that our registration numbers were a thousand twelve hundred oh yeah hundred places like las vegas they could definitely yep. be fifteen hundred yep. yeah um and I and I think that's what we based our twenty-five on. The number of registered people, whether we should have or not, is yeah. another whole question. I think you're and right. I, yeah. But even if we lowered it to, you know, one third or something, to me, if you don't have a third of the people voting against it, why should you really have any kind of a roll call vote i mean it yeah i guess it just doesn't make sense yeah. to yeah. me I, I mean i i would be really comfortable with 40 percent. what do you think brian i like 40 percent. i would say this don't say against against or for right it has to 40 be 40 percent in the minority yeah. right the whatever minority. that minority is in this right in, in the minority exactly whatever the minority of the outcome is has to be 40 percent yep I, I i would be really comfortable with that i i think i think that would that would be very cool and i and i think it would also um it, it would also significantly lessen the number of record votes we have to have mm -hmm. so sequence and of events so, but, but yeah. let's take let's take the whole process so let's yeah. make the assumption that there are 40 percent. then then what do we do jeff 
so i i'm the devil's advocate here i don't like the idea and i may be really wrong but i don't like the idea that the if the 40 percent or whatever it is is met threshold i don't like the idea that the chair doesn't ask people if they want the roll call for two reasons and both of them have been expressed on the president's call first in in, in a zoom environment it can be hard to find someone who is asking to do that particular thing and they may even get missed um because people are asking to do all sorts of things at any given time secondly it's going to give an advantage to the people who happen to know the rules and it's one thing to say well you ought to read the rules and all that but let's face it some people are a lot more you know into our business processes than others and and i i just don't think as much as i don't like roll call votes unless there's a substantial minority that are really uh, going to be making it a close vote um I, I really think out of fairness i am concerned about not calling for a potential roll call when that threshold is met i think i think we'll say this if though that, if we have a threshold then I, then i'd be much more comfortable doing it if we have nothing i'm not so comfortable go ahead absolutely absolutely yeah. i totally agree yeah i think uh yeah i think um um keep in mind that when we met in person i mean we never actually called for a roll call vote i mean it was basically kind of understood that if you wanted a roll call vote that you needed you and 24 other people needed to stand up and request that and um you know, well, we get to a microphone. You needed to yell it, essentially yell it out from the audience. And that's yeah, what people sure, do. Sure, yeah. yep, yep, sure. So uh, I think not asking for it if we meet the threshold is really the same as as that in a Zoom environment, it, it seems. So, um, you know, yeah. So that strikes me as a two-step process then, right, Paul? First, you calculate whether you meet the threshold of 40%, and then you... Yep call for it right two-step that's process. correct to be qualified that, that you, would you have to yeah that would be that would be what that would be what i would do but but i i you know i think ray and some others think that think that the that the that that the triggering of the roll call vote ought to be a spontaneous effort that is generated by the audience and and, and are you still sticking right. to that mr ray but only if you meet the forty percent threshold, right? Correct. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. In yeah, fact, yeah. I, in fact, I'm and I and I'll, and I'll tell you, I would not want to go any lower than sixty percent majority. Uh, in fact, I may even want to go up to sixty-five just to play it real safe. But you know, I can go wherever in there. But you know, if it's if it's if I've got if I got sixty sixty-five percent of the people voting on the majority side, I don't I don't the result isn't going to change. So why should I ask for a roll call vote um, in that situation? Now, if it's 55%, 55-45, then there's a potential that it could change. And so I think that would be where I would... So, uh, so if we were I going agree to change, with Ray. If we were going to change this, it's a constitutional change correct or bylaws yes it's, it's, it's constitutional i believe so yeah. you, article three i think yeah okay so then you're going to need 60 
66 percent you need two-thirds right yeah. so uh, the other thing uh, in in speaking in favor of this is you would really rather than giving our emotional arguments well in addition to our emotional arguments here uh, you really would want to have a run the, the votes over maybe the last three years to see if what you said paul earlier is is in fact in line with the truth it, of what it is no 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 i'm 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 not Paul, you know I'm not doubting you. That's not a good thing to do, particularly on your show. <laughs> but yeah. but I think that the rest of the people would appreciate, um, yeah, you know the numbers. Oh, sure. I, I mean, I, I think that's fine. I, I and and uh, but I think that, but I think the truth is, and 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 it's something that I suppose we ought to be careful of. I don't think there's any vote, whether it was roll call or not, that was close. No, I think the closest one was the resolution on um, the uh, occupational therapist thing. And even Correct. that was like 100 and something to 80. It wasn't that close. Correct. Correct. And, and, and if you if you if you put those into into context, I, I think it was like 125 to 80 or something like that. Um, and and so 125 and 80 is 205. So true, truly, th there was a 20% advantage by the time you were done. Oh yeah. So we're talking so, about when, when I'm talking about the the wording of this constitutional amendment, when a vote occurs where the uh losing whatever you want to call it uh minority side, the minority side has 40 percent or greater the then then chair a, a, a roll call vote can it calls for a roll call or calls for uh asks if a roll call vote is is desired exactly i think the chair must Ask. Yes, I think so. That I think so. Know, not not every we don't do it every one that way. We just do it whenever they're that close. That's yeah, the same way think, we did it last yeah. year or this year, except it was twenty five. Whenever there was less than twenty five, the chair said, "Okay, there can be no roll call. We're going on." Right. And it was right. twenty five. The chair said, "Okay, yep. now we're going to see if there's enough people for the roll call." Yep. But yeah. let's 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 but now do the second half of this general. though. What will trigger a roll call vote? What do we believe we ought to have to trigger a roll call vote now? Well, if you do a percentage on the voice vote, you really don't need a number to trigger the roll call. So if yes, you uh, do, because uh, yeah, you still do. You, you have still to do have something. Got to have a number. You got to have some uh, way to trigger. I just, I totally disagree. I totally disagree with you because if if a voice vote goes sixty five percent in favor. Um, that's, that's your number. If it's, if, if, if less than 40%, if less than 40% vote in the, let me make sure I'm it right. So less than 60% vote in the minority. That's really your number because so the, so what would happen is the vote would be announced and say, okay, let's say it's 58, 42 in percentage wise, you'd have to give percentage. And then you say being that's less than 60% have voted in the majority 
is there are there oh i see i okay i see i'm i'm i'm, I'm thinking this through now okay yeah. so then yeah. yeah the number you'd raise the you'd have you'd to, to you'd still it. have to have a gotcha yeah. okay okay i i talking yeah. it through helped out good yeah right because so, all those people may not they may have voted no, but they may not want to well, roll call vote. And, right. and and if we're, I mean, we're never going to be able to enforce it. But I think what we say to folks is the only guys who should be voting on this issue are those of you who voted no. And we always do. Or, or, or we those always, of you who voted on the minority side. We, we almost always try to make that clear. Sometimes right, it gets right. missed, but that's correct. Right. Technically, so, that is correct. Correct. So, but But now, what are we... What 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 is the threshold that we believe we should be asking for? Forty for forty. Forty. Well, uh, see, I I think, but I don't know. I think it's got to have yeah. to be. It it's got it's it's got to have to be a particular number if if it's going to work. Rather than another percentage. Oh yeah, and I'd oh yeah, I I'd, think so. And I'd say at least fifty. At least you know, fifty, so that you know, going back this year, I thought that the. Uh, I, I, I was surprised that fifty didn't work this past year. It, I yeah, think it would have. I mean, it would have. It would have. But, but if we look at a lot of the votes, let's 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 in fact take the the resolution we were just talking about, and make the assumption that we're right that the vote was one twenty five to eighty. Um, if 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 you want. If you want fifty of the minor fifty percent of or not even fifty of the minority, you're actually asking them to meet sixty percent of eighty or or so. Let's see, twelve, fourteen, uh, sixteen. So a vote of fifty. If if we had used well, 50, it's, more, it's almost sixty. It's a little more than sixty percent, actually. It is forty-eight would have been sixty percent. Forty-eight would have been sixty. If we had used fifty this year as our roll call uh, trigger, we would have had no roll call votes. That, that's I don't correct. Believe. And that would have shortened the convention immensely, because but we if we were yes. close to to going into the third week, but if we. Would would we be better rather than rather than using an absolute number to use a percentage, you guys? I don't have any problem with. I mean, if you do uh, if you do forty percent as your threshold, and you yep. did, you know, I don't know, twenty five percent or whatever. Uh, of the minority 25 uh, is a nice number that's, you know i don't i'm okay with that but but i don't have a big problem in whatever way we go what do you I think, think Brian, we'd, we'd eliminate look. so many roll calls just with that 40 yeah, percent i think but, so and and the other part so, of that jeff is that you know uh we only had 16 resolutions what happens if we had 30. oh my god like well the year before I, you we know a lot more I, toot. I, I have had as All many as forty-six. <laughs> I, I I like to I like simply saying fifty. People should not have to have a slide rule to figure out what's going on. Right. Slide rule in this regard. Yeah, so I, I, like I agree, so, Brian. But, my, but but do you have a do you do you have a problem that that would require 
60 odd or, or, or 60 sort of percent of the minority, um, or it would have in this case, um, to, to be voting in favor of that? No, I don't have a problem with that. The flip side of the coin is it would have only taken 20 votes to to make that a roll call vote if you do it this, your way, 25 percent, sure. right? Um, yes, yes, but you have to have a much greater minority vote to begin with if you have yeah. a 40 percent rule. Right, right. That's right. True. So I don't really mind if we kept it at 25 if we had the 40 percent trigger. I mean, I don't care. Uh, to me, I'm it doesn't. That's a, that's a thought because if if you take baby steps and you make that incremental change that might be a see, nice I, way to I, go jeff see i i think we i think we uh, or if i'm right uh, in in the old days we we made assumptions about the number of people who were who were supposed to be at our conventions um we never had that many in the room i get that i, I i'm all good in that I think we made some assumptions about the number of people who were going to be either in the room or on the computer, both last year and this year. Um, and I, and I think there was a larger preponderance of people who were on the computer last year, but still a, probably a smaller overall number this year, surprisingly, um, that were available for votes. We yeah, already spent a half, we spent a half hour I, on this, and we haven't even heard from our audience yet. <laughs> because yeah. the vote was about two hundred, a little over two hundred votes. Now that we're uh, now that we're figuring it out, so right. and and yeah. and you know, I think what we're what, but that's for that resolution. But I think what we're saying in general is, I I think there are a lot of us who thought because we were opening opening voting to such a so that's such a large number of people you know five or six or seven or eight thousand people um we we were going to actually have a larger proportion of people turn up and that has not turned out to be the case mm -hmm. you know we're not getting we're not getting any more people voting even if we combine uh our our the folks on computer with the folks who were there then then we would get even in a small convention pre-pandemic certainly like for those, elections yeah i'd like to see those numbers i think that would be w worthwhile arguing yeah. how well we're doing as far as voting in general yeah i mean the numbers are there but but they're i i, I again i think i'm i'm pretty right patrick mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, do we have some hands raised so so let me do. ask jeff this question before we go to hands so jeff I like the 40% threshold uh, that you have. And would you say, would you go with the number 50 along with that? And then if we got a uh, objections, drop the number 50 and just go with the 40% threshold. Or would you go with the 40% threshold this year and maybe try to raise the number next year? Well, maybe it's worth trying. I mean, we, we don't usually like to change constitutional things a lot but maybe it's worth trying the 40 percent for a few years seeing what that does with by and with the retention of the current 25 number and maybe we won't need to change it any more mm. than that 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. and you're right. A constitution. I, I would be tempted. I would yeah. be tempted to do that. Constitution I, is hard I would to change. Agree. That's true. Okay. Yeah, I'd be tempted to do that. Interesting. So, Miss um, Marianne, do we have hands? We do. We have Karen with her hand yep. raised. Very good. There we go. Um, hey, Miss Karen, are we so having fun yet? This whole records <laughs> issue up to begin with. Mm -hmm. And um, even though we had, you know, we had resolutions passed, and then people requested a record vote, didn't change the outcome of the resolutions. So nope. yes, I'd be for making a record vote much, much more difficult just just because of that. Well, actually, yep. Karen, the year before it changed one or two. Uh, it, it did maybe only one, but I know it changed at least one. Uh, yeah, I think I it was only that one. I don't one. Re remember that, but uh, yeah, it did. Know more about that than me, but this year I don't think it changed. No, anything. this year it did clearly. This didn't year even it come did close. not. It did. It, it didn't come close. You're absolutely right, Karen. No, and I think so, some people just use use the record vote, um, maybe to. They think they can get a change, but it doesn't happen. I I don't know, but it's really I, yeah. I, I mean, more I, difficult to do it. Right, right. I think I think you're right. Way back when, what prevented people from using the the request for a record vote most of the time was the fact that they knew folks were going to get mad at them because they were taking up very limited business time. And so those mm -hmm. those record vote requests often didn't come up unless somebody really felt pretty strongly that they that 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 it was something that they weren't prepared to just uh, accept. As evidenced right. by social media, you can do you, you can be awfully big behind the keyboard versus having yeah. to face somebody. Well, <laughs> yeah, plus right. true to the other argument, too. the other argument for allowing. Um, less of a threshold for record votes is and i'm just going to say it here i'm not necessarily agreeing with it um now that the record vote is sometimes a week removed the thought among minority folks is that gives me time to change enough votes or persuade enough people to additionally vote or whatever that there's a, a far greater chance uh, at least in a in a zoom uh, in our hybrid environment yeah. of changing the vote than there was in a regular convention room setting where I things think, happen immediately i Absolutely. think people didn't know any better um but i but i think the evidence now suggests to them that they were wrong yeah. uh I just so, think it. I just think it needs what, to be made more difficult because. Yep, you I agree. Very rarely so, are going to change. Right. I agree um, with you, Karen. I'm just yep. telling you the argument. Yeah. So, so I understand. So Karen, I understand what you're saying. Karen, do you like the forty percent threshold? Oh, for on the minority. Yeah, because yeah. that would mean that would mean yeah. there. Yeah. There'll be so a sixty percent in the majority, which is what I would like to. See a minimum yeah. for that side of it. 
Yes, but but yes. So, well, that's fair. But but what we're saying is is if if there if forty percent or more of the folks um, who are voting um, voted uh, voted against and and over yeah anyway that's the mm -hmm. only way you could get to that threshold if mm -hmm. if less than 40% if less than 40% voted against then you it, you couldn't do anything so would they be in right. jeff's standing rules yes so they're your uh, standing yeah, rules I, now I, jeff right okay. yeah i yeah. think that's i think that's the way i would try it this year uh -huh. to see what happened okay but we and, can't and, do that um because uh it's a const it's got to oh, be a constitutional right, right. but it but it but it doesn't necessarily have to be if we're not changing the 25. oh the, you uh, mean the, i don't know i'm not so sure you're standing rules jeff you're right paul that was clever <laughs> I don't think I think you can uh, that a person can go for 25 no matter what the situation um, I don't know that you can essentially have an exception to the rule and not put we, it in the Constitution I think we could try it and say you're standing rules Jeff we could give it a shot I <laughs> Ray, you're the former I'm actually with I'm actually with Pat. I'm actually with Pat because oh, all the thing. Constitution says is the number to trigger a record vote. It doesn't exactly. say we we can put anything in to say Correct. that we don't have to ask for a record vote. So we could put it. We could put it. Well, I understand <laughs> that, but but. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's going to be a good good thing. Um, yeah. I'm glad Josh's not I here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lawyer in him is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> there, there used to be there used to be a rule that operated whenever a standing vote was called for, and I and I think Brian would probably agree with this, and and so would so would Jeff, who's been around for a long time. And and that rule is whatever you do with those folks, they're disgruntled anyway. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So so ultimately, you know, if 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 we decide that we can, and and I think we can, um, put in the put put the forty percent into the standing rules, um, and use precisely the same approach to trigger a standing vote, um. I think a we solve most of our problem, and b we don't need to amend the constitution. So I guess what you're saying is that if less than forty percent are in the minority, then the chair doesn't have to ask. But what if somebody raises their hands and requests it? I don't see um, how we can that, stop that. that. that yeah but then but i think what you say is um you, you've adopted standing rules and those standing rules say that uh, that if if 40 percent um only if 40 percent of uh, of uh, are in the minority um will we accept a 
um, uh, a request for for a roll call vote. But if I have tw if twenty seven people voted against it, and that happens to be less than forty percent, are you saying that we can deny that person a chance to see if uh, they yes. can get a roll call vote? Yes. How, isn't that a violation I, of the I, Constitution? I, no, not if twenty-five don't stand for a record. No, well, I think no, no, no. I'm saying if they do, though, if they're twenty-seven. Yeah, I, th I think you're. Yeah, Jeff, I think you're right. Um, because if because you know, let's so so I have thirty-five percent vote against uh, whatever. Um, if I, the chair, don't ask for that record vote, you know, people can still raise their hand and say, "Point of order, we I, I want to request a record vote." And if they get twenty-four other people to agree with them um then then you gotta then you gotta do it no. otherwise you don't i i, I think you know, I, you've got 65 percent on the other side it's not going to change anything yeah no, but yeah. They, they want a record vote if then that's their right but I, no, but As i think members. that i think that i think there is nothing that precludes you putting what we talked about into the standing rules and if somebody gets up and says, um, I want a standing vote, um, I think what you say to them is, are you aware that we have a standing rule that says? And if they say, yeah, I'm aware of that, but I still want it, then then I I, I suppose you have to, but I don't. I'm I'm still not even sure. I would I would be interested to see what the parliamentarian would say, because how can you do something that violates the constitution and the standing I, yeah, rules? Yeah, I, I I don't think you can. I, I'm sorry. I don't think I uh, thinking about it. If if they insist on a roll call vote, I think you have to give it to them. If they have 25 people or more, if they don't, yeah, yeah. that's that's the way we did it last year. If they don't and, have 25 people, they and, the, and I submit to you, I submit to you guys, yeah. But I submit to you. Go ahead, go, go Paul. Ahead. I, you submit. No, you <laughs> submit. Submit away. <laughs> I think that, but I and I submit the vast majority of cases this past year. Had we done something like that they wouldn't have uh, requested uh, requested I, I don't think anybody would have requested a record vote um i just don't think it was especially the things that are really clear-cut i mean if if you tell people the the vast majority of people say hey we got 65 percent uh we're not going to change any you know we're not well you wouldn't say that but you'd say we got 65 percent voting on the majority side um then i think most people are going to say yeah okay i'm not happy i lost but i'm happy but there may be some you know that's uh the thing i, I would i would almost be in favor i'd be more in favor of being more comfortable if we were to also try to take the if we were to take you know keep in mind we we think we can do the at least i think we can do the percentage thing this year through the standing rules and but i would also want to bring an amendment forward to raise that threshold up to 50 or whatever so that then then once if that assuming that goes through i think that then i'd feel more comfortable jeff i fully agree with you that putting in a qualifier uh, by way of standing rules that interferes in any way shape or form 
with a component that is in the Constitution um, would be very easily challenged. It, I think it absolutely has to be a constitutional amendment. Well, that, um, and that means we can't do anything to change it this year. So no, exactly I, right. I, so I, be, prepared, I, be prepared for some votes that are yeah. going to go to standing vote, but won't change oh, a well, thing. We, we, in that re in that environment, yes, I think there'll be another difficult year. That's the problem with the Constitution and bylaws being changed and only going into effect following the convention, right? They they're not in effect yeah. at the moment that they're adopted. They go into effect at the end of the convention. That's correct. Unless so that, that being the case, in. yes, it's a two-year solution, not a one-year solution. Um, yep. Which makes me also well, say to myself, do you want to only do the 40% or should you do the 40% and up the ante in terms of number of people standing? Because... Oh. If you don't, then that part would have to come up in 2025 and not be implemented till 2026. So are you saying, I agree with Brian? Yeah, I, I do both. Yeah. Brian, yeah. are you saying then that you would not put it in the standing rules that you want both of them as constitutional amendments then? Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. I don't, I don't agree. agree. I agree. The only reason that I might disagree with you, Brian, is if I felt that there was enough members who could buy off on the 40%, but had concerns about doing both. If I felt there was a better I, chance of getting one of them passed, then maybe we go half the loaf. But otherwise, I, yeah, let's do it all. I, I think there are, there are a bunch of people who would, who would buy off on doing it. Uh, constitutionally, uh, Paul, best, or the, no, no, with with standing rules, but yeah. no, I I would try the forty percent on the standing rules this year because I, yeah, there's nothing too. that precludes you from uh, putting things together as a constitutional amendment, both of them or one of them. Yeah. Yep. So, so you guys are I, trying to I, violate I had this the constitution. <laughs> I had this experience with Derwood McDaniel. Uh, he and I were yeah, on opposite other. sides on a floor de debate, and I knew damn good and well that what he was saying in the debate just wasn't accurate. Yeah. And after the vote went the way Derwood wanted it to go, I went over to talk to him, and he said, yeah, Brian, but it went my way. Chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. <laughs> that the next year, I reversed the roles on him and debated on the opposite side as Sturward, and my side won. And he came over and says, Brian, you know that's right. He says, you know, but my side won, didn't it? Connie, you were going to say something. Go ahead. I just, I'm going to say, I disagree. I think the more times we try to ch keep changing the constitution, the more issues there's going to be. So I think I go with Brian. I think we try to do it together um, in one lump sum than trying to change the constitution every year or every couple of years. And I know we and have a bunch I, more hands. Don't so, you think so, that, that we could put together an argument for the discussion of the constitutional amendment 
that would have the facts lined up that make it clear that sure. But Brian, this what bothers me? What, what bothers me, Brian, and I don't still don't understand it. Why we tried to even do the fifty from twenty-five to fifty this year, and it got withdrawn for whatever reason? Because I mean, there was such a huge backlash against it. Well, why That's do you think simple. then that this is going to be any easier if we couldn't yeah, get the but fifty? I, but I wouldn't see. I wouldn't have withdrawn it. I wouldn't have withdrawn it either. Uh, again, you say you you got such backlash that you took it off the table. Well, you got a backlash by those who were participating in your conversation, not right. the membership at large. Right, well, I agree, I Brian. We don't I know what the membership would have done. You're right. Right, right. You, exactly. exactly. That's why I agreed that it shouldn't have been taken off the table. Because, I mean, it was. It was just the committee meetings. There was backlash. But that's just a select few people. So, I mean, exactly. how do we know it's not going to go this year? I mean, well, I th you, think we you, try you for it. You never know. And you have to I, have. I think, right, exactly. I that's, don't think and you that's ever just know. It. It's, but, it's, and, and so if you have the courage of your convictions, if you think what you're doing is right, then you leave it on the ballot and you let people decide. Yep. Right, exactly. Yep. Because that's the only way you're going to get through. I mean, and if it doesn't pass once, then you probably do it again. And maybe it's next year or in two years. But you have to educate again and let people understand and explain. Oh, you want it to go into effect and, and, that you put a proviso on it. I was going yes. to. I was and, going and for the Michael Biden half a loaf, though. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> but yeah, I okay. just I don't think you want to just keep going. You know, I, I just agree that we should go with the whole loaf and not the whole bite or half a loaf. I think we just go <laughs> because you don't want to keep constantly changing the right. constitution because that looks like the no, constitution's no. always constantly right. That's why I was going to go standing issue. rules for the forty. They would be two separate two separate constitutional amendments. They would. So you're not having people vote against them as a pair. They'd have to vote against their adoption. One and then the individually. other. Individually. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yep. And, and, and the good news is that for the majority of the members, if you don't get both, you'll probably get one. Exactly. And in either exactly. case, you're going to improve yep. your situation. Exactly. Right. I'd agree with that. You're not going to give me the, my half a loaf, Brian? No, <laughs> no, no, Brian. Right? <laughs> I have to say that that loaf of bread is a little on the stale side. I'm sorry. <laughs> you being the cook and all. All right, Miss <laughs> Marianne. Oh, who do we, we have, have hands? Yes, we have other hands. We have Phil Jones, Mr. Jones, or Miss Jones, or yeah, it's Mister. Good evening, Mister. everybody. And I, I, this is quite a discussion. I think this particular one thing could go on all night, but um, I want to take this in a slightly different direction, but make a couple of comments before I talk about the resolutions process. Uh, number one, you know, voting, everybody in ACB being able to vote now is still a relatively new thing. And so, no, we haven't seen anything significant happen yet, but Give it a few years and we'll see what happens. I think people are still catching on that idea. So, so uh, hopefully well, we'll, it we'll, will see be if, we'll see if you're right. I, I hope you're right. Uh, I hope I am too. Also, um, I think at some point we may have to, and this could be a whole uh, 
evening, uh, topic for uh, your program, Paul, was that maybe doing all of our business virtually will cut down on some of the confusion that we run into every now and then. Um, as far as the resolution process, I've always been kind of dismayed with the cumbersome process of the resolutions over the years with all the long debates on some of them sometimes and a number of resolutions. I think sometimes I can remember, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there were a few conventions and we had that, like, 40 resolutions to yep, deal with. We, we have had that. And uh, that, that was really rough. And especially with, with the roll call vote, they just made it so much longer. Um, and I'd We've like to see, them, of course, maybe uh, limiting the debate to maybe twenty or twenty-five minutes, and you know, and let it be, and let it be done at that. And I would like to see the resolutions if we do them virtual, that we do it all on the weekends, uh, on a weekend for that, instead of like weeknights, as well as um, you know, uh, limiting the number of resolutions. I think a positive thing that came out of this past convention was having. You know, not many that many resolutions to deal with, but um, that's really my uh, comments as far as the resolutions go. And uh, I, I think, think that I think to... they're good comments. I, I want to go back to your I, I want to go back to your to your voting thing. And you think uh, what makes you think things will get better? Well, <clears throat> sometimes it just. Uh, it's just a logical thing. It takes, um, for so many years, only members who attended the convention were able to vote. And that's been going on for years and years and years. And now that we are doing it, like I say, we just really, I think this past convention was the third year where everybody got to vote and the second year in a hybrid situation. So it's still a relatively new thing. And uh, oftentimes just the fact of life is it takes a long time for something to really catch on. And that's really my only logical argument there about that. Okay. And, and, and tell us why you think there'd be an, an advantage to doing away with hybrid and doing strictly, um, strictly voting, um, via Zoom. Well, I, I think there's sometimes, uh, it, it, well, for one thing, it wouldn't be as time consuming because you go take the in-person vote and then the virtual vote after that. Okay. And you might get a more accurate account if there were, if everything was like in, in one place. That's. Okay. Thank you, sir. Um, Task force, are, are are you inclined to do away with hybrid voting and and um, and and uh, just just go with everybody voting via Zoom? Uh, that would well, be the, the election. Really, the, the most time-consuming part of it is number one, the delegate vote, because that's all extra time, and then number two, the debate. And the debate is time consuming even more on Zoom, really, than it yep. is virtual, uh, virtually. Now, hybrid is, is time consuming as well. So I don't know that it's gonna, I don't know that 
um, it's easier to calculate the votes on Zoom than it is in the room, of course. Um, so I don't know that it makes a big difference. I, I really these are the things we should probably try. You know, at least once. The, there so are some. There are some polling features. There are some polling features in Zoom which we'd not use, but are pretty accessible. Um, we almost do like um, a voice vote, kind of an electronic ballot thing, um, where people could pick. Now I don't know if like for you know calculating hundreds of votes i don't know how that would all work but um there are there are polling things and i've seen webinars where people do it and i've used it it doesn't seem to take as long even as counting hands no it's very quick no it's very quick how would you use that we're talking about if we're talking about votes we're talking about just like votes for resolution so voice vote in the room and 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 um and raised hands in zoom yeah i guess but Ray, were you talking about instead of the record vote because the the zoom vote is really not that time consuming for no for the, the, the substitute not. for the standing vote no mm-hmm. the same no thing. it's 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 not and uh and that it's in, in uh, fact uh, it, everybody it, it everybody really on in a, in a standing vote is voting by zoom anyway and once you yeah and once you uh get the hands up once they settle as nancy always says um then you just you just count or you just i think it even says up there how many hands are raised and you just count them and you lower them all and you the numbers the, right in the um yep yeah you got right that there. number sitting right there for you I was yep. pretty so, impressed uh, with the resolutions process last year and the number of people that were were at, in attendance and voting during the virtual week of convention on resolutions. Right. I, I thought that was really effective. And there were people uh, asking for the floor and debating that I'd never heard of before. You know, I thought that was great. God knows Good that to was hear true. Some, some, other, we... some other voices. Mm-hmm. So, but, but, but are we saying, are we saying that there is that there really doesn't appear to be any advantage to voting zoom only and that and and that hybrid doesn't really take that much more time oh uh, uh, i think there's an advantage to voting zoom only the debate takes a little longer but i mean we almost have to do it that way because we don't have enough time during the business meeting to um do all the business hybrids so i'm not sure we have much of a choice than to do a lot of our debate over zoom and and really the 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 zoom votes are pretty quick well yeah far more exact well and then the other thing is too that um i think that in 20 i want to say 22 um it seemed like trying to do both sides both room and zoom debate seems to take quite a bit of time um i almost think if we were whatever we do we're going to have to do it either all on zoom or obviously we won't do it all in person but um so yeah it almost seems like you'd have to do it if do it all on zoom just to keep everybody on an equal footing and stuff but but i think um um, I think I think maybe a little bit of um, Zoom 
kind of etiquette might be good for folks if too. You, if you did it all on Zoom, you would certainly be taking another hefty reason um, for people to come to convention away. Very true. Very true. You know, the other thing that I think we lost time on a lot last year was the nature of the debates and how they went seemed to go on and on much more in the Zoom environment than they ever did. Um, I think that's right. And, 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 and there, also this this whole question of points of order and being set aside with different time on, on and on. That was, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's something we need to tackle and we need to talk about. I don't know right. how yeah. we structure the debate so that we're let's, getting let's, the points of view yeah so what about let's a take rule a, what about yeah, a rule that says when the debate begins um we take the number of people pro and con and we if there's only three against then there's only going to be three four right but however many there are those are the only ones that get to debate so if there is six and there are six each let's say and there is time to do that sixth person then we do that but you don't ask for additional debaters unless the the body decides to extend the 20 minutes but if you're done with that with those first group of debaters even if it only took 10 minutes, that's it. I agree with that. You shouldn't I, have I'm, the chair keep asking, or, or that's my proposal. Right. You don't yeah. have to keep asking for additional. You have to declare immediately that you want a debate. I'm fine with that. Uh, I, I think there are two caveats that I would add to it, though. Um, number one, um, I, I think we should have created an opportunity for the for the writer of the resolution to be the automatic first speaker. Agreed. Um, I agree entirely. Absolutely. Yeah. And number two, if there is an affiliate of the organization that is directly involved or appears to be directly involved in the resolution, that affiliate ought to be given an opportunity to chime in. Agree. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think those are the two caveats, and I think both of those should actually be written into the standing rules. Jeff, standing rules? Okay, they're getting longer, Paul. Well, <laughs> I think it will. I, 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 I think I, the standing rules may weigh people down, and I'm good with that. They're going to be loud, My Jeff. phone is about yeah. to die, so I wanted to throw out a, a question. Um, during all the years that I worked for the Oregon State Legislature and that whole process, we use something called a, a consent calendar as a way to move certain things expected not to uh, require debate uh, onto a consent calendar. Why don't we take advantage of that for like some of the yours. resolutions? Yeah. How would um, you? What example would, would be, be the yeah. thank you resolutions. The thank oh, you I resolutions. I don't think anybody have any problem with that. I mean, we we've often treated them as consent resolutions in the past anyway, and not right. Yeah, them. we just don't do it. They don't call it that, but we do. Yeah. So I would like to suggest that we enable the 
resolutions committee to place resolutions onto a consent calendar. It only requires, uh, and you can say how many, you know, does it only require one person to take it off the calendar or does it require X people to take it off the calendar? But that would be kind of the first order of business of the but convention. I, yeah, there's another way you could do it, Brian. Why, why couldn't you say that any resolution that, that, that 80% of those voting for it in the, in the pre, in, in the pre convention period, um, would automatically be put on the consent calendar? I don't understand. So the way that resolutions was done during the last week is at the end of at the end of um, of its debate, there was there was essentially a, a, a vote via via Zoom for that resolution. And what I'm saying is, if 80% of folks voted in favor of it, it would automatically go to the consent calendar. So if eighty percent of the committee voted against it, no, no, no. I mean, voted for it. I mean, it would go on no, the consent. No, if eighty percent of the if if eighty percent of the membership voted for it, when would the, they do that? They would. They would do. Well, then it's adopted. In, then it's adopted. They, yeah, they would do that when it when it was being adopted. But that's usually in the in the virtual week before the actual convention starts unless you're going to change that but how would that say that i mean i'm missing something would you would have well, a vote would, you it, would have a vote save, before debate is that what you're saying no you'd have a vote after debate but it would save it would save time during the well no probably wouldn't okay i take it back so I'll tell yeah. you what I proposed, but Marie Christick said it, I couldn't, it was not legal uh, under Roger Roberts rules or whatever, or even under the Washington code, I forget which. I proposed that if a resolution did not receive an objection uh, at the beginning of debate, that it was automatically ruled as passed. But um, I apparently... There has to be a vote or something. So I don't know. Um, I, I does it do you Ray, do you remember or Patrick? I, I just know that that my proposal was ruled as not legal. And I, I know Marie, I think it was Marie that raised the the uh issue that I didn't know about. So I don't know if the consent calendar thing would I know most legislators do. Legislatures do use it, and Congress uses it. How would that I save think, time, Ray? I mean, Jeff. Well, if you said, "Okay, now we're going to present resolution number twelve. Does anybody object to passage? Since I hear no objection, and you give time for our hand to raise. Since mm -hmm. no hand is raised, the resolution is adopted." No, well, and, and you would yeah. you would probably you'd probably have to you would probably have to do it in two parts. You'd probably have. It, does anyone have any questions on the nature of the resolution? And then, does anybody have objections? Right before the debate, you'd be in between right, the questions right, right. and the yeah. debate. You could do that. Correct. I, yeah, I don't, I don't see why that. you couldn't do that because well, then uh, then you don't have to take the. 
Maria would have to explain why you can't do that. Because yeah, there was some. Is this from the committee level, Jeff? You're talking, or from the floor level? This would be at the floor level. Oh, the yeah. floor level. Oh, I I thought you were talking at the committee level. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd that would be interesting to explore, Ray. I'm not sure why she objected. Yeah. The other way to do the consent calendar would be would would be to simply have <clears throat> the resolutions committee make a decision about all of the resolutions that were going on the consent calendar and then send it to the floor and and make it the first the first act of dealing with resolutions. Mm -hmm. um, the resolutions committee recommends the adoption of the consent calendar um where 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 we believe there is there is not a, a substantive need for debate that's exactly what i'm suggesting uh and then all you have to do is establish what is the threshold uh for taking something off the consent calendar uh can any individual any single individual do that or does it have to be uh some number of individuals. I, I, I treat it the same way as I treat a standing vote. From what I have been used to, any individual has in the body can remove something. Right. That has the, been the, the case only the issue I body. have that's with the, the, that's the way it did with the legislature. You're yeah, right. The biggest yeah. issue I have with doing it that way, Brian, as much as I like it, is that most people a lot i don't know about most but a large number are not going to have read these resolutions ahead of time right. so if you have a consent calendar and you don't even read them you say you know two three four five and twelve are on the consent calendar and you don't even read them i don't know i'm not sure our organization is like a legislature in that sense at least my suggestion you'd have to have it read first and questions asked. Now, as I said, there was a there was a thought that that solution was not legal, and maybe it's not. But that is a possible way of shortcutting this whole thing along the lines of a consent calendar. But you're actually voting if you ask for objections. That's right. Well, and that's there's a you're you're not getting to vote against it, I guess. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to, we'd have to hear it, but I know I, I sort of offered that out in, in, in our I, I, voting task force I, I last it, year. I think, it's, I think it's still worth considering. Miss Marianne, do we have another hand? Oh, we do. Peter? Mm. Thank you. Heidi? Or? Yep. Yep. Yes. Hey, Peter. Heidi. Hey. Um, I, um, as I'm listening to this, I'm wondering if um, our credentials committee it needs to be more active in helping us to understand uh, the uh, the amount of the vote um, that is needed. Um, For what you know that I, I mean the way we do, the way we do it now is whoever whoever votes that's the that's the vote. But um, if we're going to be including everybody in some way, then we need to have some accountability for whether or not uh, there's a legal vote. And, I, I don't um, think I understand what you're saying, Peter. Okay, so <clears throat> um, I'm just throwing out numbers. 
So let's say we have 8,000 members in ACD. Sure. Um, we have um, that, uh, and, and our quorum is uh, 10%. Uh, um, let's, not even, let's not even talk about quorum because it's, it's complicated, but go ahead. Yeah, uh, well, okay. But that, that at the beginning of the, uh, at the beginning, excuse me, at the beginning of the convention, the credentials committee says how many people we have registered for the convention. And that that constitutes the maximum number of votes that can be cast. It, typically, the credentials committee doesn't say that. Yeah, but what does that and, matter, Peter? And, that, that's... And besides which, you don't have to be registered no, for the convention vote to vote. Well, you have to do some sort of registration in order to vote, because otherwise no, you don't get a voting no. code. No, you, you only have to no. be a member in good if standing. You're, if you're a member Absolutely. in good standing, you get a vote. And that is in requiring members, you have to require, allow every member to vote for the DC code. Yep. But also it's to avoid what people refer to as a poll tax. Yes. Yeah, and that number doesn't it doesn't matter. We, the the uh, I don't know why the number of voters matters. Well, I, I mean, I, no, I, I'm not Peter. Well, what, what do you? What do you? What you is know, the, I mean, the point? Because okay, so so if we have have a vote, somebody requires uh, requires a a, um, a a record vote. Or a standing vote, whatever you want to call it. That um, I mean, there there is within the system now the ability to campaign for your side, and that so that the number of votes that come back uh, in the record vote are substantially altered from what the original vote was, and so then you're not having a record vote; you're having a different vote. Well, I mean, that that's I mean, substance that's over they, form, because in reality, there's always yeah. going to be eight or 9,000 potential voters, and there's going to be, you know, I don't know, 500 or 300, whatever it is, voters. So you can always change, you know, if you're just talking pure numbers, you can always change the vote by a ton. But in reality, that's not, you, you might be able to change a vote here or there, like we did uh, in 2022 once, but that's just... You know, yeah, no, yeah. Really... I, I was, I, I remember the shift in the vote in 2022. That, that was, that, um, that, but that's the only time it's happened with all of the other yeah. record votes that we did. There was right. no difference. Um, anyway, that, that, I mean, it just seems to me that if, if the vote that you're taking, um, involves 200 people, um, that uh, and then somebody calls and says, "I want a record vote," and all of a sudden, instead of two hundred people, you have four hundred people. Um, that's not the same vote. Yeah, but it it is the same vote. It, it, it and 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 unfortunately, <clears throat> usually the vote doesn't go up; it goes down. And you have no way of knowing whether it's going to go up. Way right. up, way right. down. There's no way to know. So it's it. Yeah. What do you know? Well, but I don't see. I don't see it as a different vote, Peter. You're going to have to convince us. I think that it's a different vote. 
I mean, essentially the same people have the same right to vote in, in both instances. And there, there really is, there really is no difference. The only difference is that um, people have the opportunity um, with their affiliate vote um, to, to indicate how they want to vote. And I guess in theory, people on one side or the other could try to influence that affiliate vote or, or, or the, or the individual vote. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking out of personal experience so that, that, um, you know, you have, if you have a group of, of people who are disgruntled with the, uh, with the, the way the election went. Yep. Um, that the there's a lot that there's another group of people that have not been involved have chosen not to be part of the election process in the beginning, but because of the ire of the few, gotcha. that they will go out and and uh, excite the uh, the disgruntlement of the many, and all of a sudden you have have a, uh, a, a, a different population that's voting and they're voting out of, uh, not out of, uh, got it. Uh, in, uh, not, uh, and not as an informed public, but as an angry public. Got that. Got that. But I don't know. So the way the system works, if, unless we change it's it. A, it. I mean, it's a that's, different that's, vote. But it's, but it's, it's no different from democracy. I mean, you know, there are, there are a lot of votes. Um, there are a lot of votes that happen the first time, and then um, and then influencers get on social media in our country, and and the next time that thing is voted on, the vote's entirely different because the influencers have had their way. And, and, and Peter, I mean, that's, that's just, why we're trying to put a fairly high threshold on when you can get. Yeah, a that I I mean, I'm all in favor of the higher threshold. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, Peter, anything else you want to jump in on before nope, we move? No, that's on? all I got. Thanks. Thanks, Peter. <clears throat> what we Mary could Ann? do, what we could do, is amend the Constitution like the Russians and require everybody to vote. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's not just the Russians; it's 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 the Australians too. I and, think and the, the French may. I'm not sure if it's the French or one of those countries over there too. There's different but, but, uh, Western countries but, too. But essentially, there's there there is a price that you pay if you don't vote, um, in in terms of money. Um, so that might be a good way to raise funds for ACB. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we have Roberta with her hand up. Hey, Roberta. <laughs> Hi. Um, I would like to clarify something and then possibly follow up depending on how that clarification comes out. But my understanding regarding the record vote, I mean, in my thinking, it originally started in order to be sure that one side didn't just wasn't just able to shout louder when you call for the, all those in favor, all those opposed. And then if there's some question, then someone could ask for a record vote to make sure that things were counted accurately. Sure. So the it, assumption, it, Roberta, was that was that 
the assumption was that the only people who were going to get up and, and call for a vote were folks who weren't sure if the vote was decided because the, the loud yelling was close on both sides. But the reality <laughs> is that it didn't matter because the fact is if folks wanted a record vote, all they had to do is to get the 25 people up and, and, and whether, whether there was a really clear majority who were in favor or against the motion, depending on what they were, who were in favor of the motion, it, it didn't matter. They still had the right to their 25 votes, even if there was only that those 25 who voted against it. So given that, I guess what I'm trying to understand is if we vote using raised hands for the in-person and raised hands in the Zoom platform, why would there ever be any question of which, whether the pro or con won? There's an actual number of votes. There isn't, except yeah. that number one, you have another chance for other people to vote who weren't there. And number two, of course, you have the delegate vote. So, right. you know, gotcha. yeah, okay. that's sort of the, okay. so, that's the answer and, to your question. Okay. And the so, other thing is the other thing is at least at least for the moment, I don't think I don't think we're doing raised hands in person if we're if we're voting on on an issue. We're voting eyes and nays. No, but we may not be doing anything okay. in person so, anymore. We, we may, but Okay, not doing so gotcha. given But anyway, go ahead, Miss Roberta dear. So I'm given sorry. that information, I would I would like to see a a that it be necessary for the yes and no or the yay and yay or the pro and con whatever the vote to be much closer than 60 40 before a record vote could be requested I would, yeah i'm not I mean, sure you're going to get two-thirds of the membership to pass it if it's like 55 40. No. i'm just not sure you are Robert, I certainly see your point. It's a, it's a certainly a legitimate point yeah. to make. I, I think it is. What you need to do, though, is go out and tell people to vote for the 40. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Anything Thanks. else we can help you with, Ms. No, Roberta? wonderfully interesting conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ms. Marianne. We have Jean. Jean Mann. Ah, Ms. Mann. Can you hear a me? A veteran, yep. as it yes. were. Yes, <laughs> getting to be an old veteran. Um, I came in in the middle of this conversation because I wasn't home, but I'm not sure I like the percentages because they're going to constantly change. And I think it's just that much more work for um, Nancy or whoever's, you know, counting the votes at the time. Um, I, every, time every time we go for a vote, they're going to have to count and see what the percentages actually are. Well, but the it's I, easy I to do. Done done by spreadsheet. Put it in the done computer real quick. No calculations by the staff. Yeah. Right. As, how they as long as you spreadsheet. Right. As long I, as you have the spreadsheet there, the percentages come up, Gene. Yeah, remember, it, it, it's only the people who actually vote that you're counting. It's nobody else. So. True. But just how much I know about all this, but I, I would, I would still rather go with the number, and I, I would be, I would up the um the number. I wasn't in favor of it last year because I kind of wanted to see how things went. 
I would also not have the chair ask for a roll call vote every time. Yep. We never do that. And I think when you ask, when you give people the option of, of having something or doing something, you know that there's going to be a bunch that are going to say yes, just because they can. So, so Jean, um, let me ask yeah. you this question then. How do you avoid the problem? I raise, I, I'm, I'm in the minority. I raise my hand and Deb has like four other hands raised and she doesn't call on me. I am upset as I should be, right? Because I was trying to raise the, that exact thing I wanted, you know, to seek a roll call vote. And I didn't get called on only because of the Zoom issue. Well, that is the thought. Um, I guess if it was me and I was under those circumstances, I might be a little angry too. But then there's lots of times when you call for a roll call vote and there aren't 25 people, so you don't get it then either. Well, yes, but you can usually, by shouting it out and standing up, get the chair to recognize you in the room. If you were in the room, you won't right. get your vote all the time. Yeah, of course not. But usually you can get recognized. Well, you can get recognized. You don't always get the roll call vote, though. No, of course not. I can remember standing there shouting it, and the chair said, nope, nope. I, I, I think. I, I suppose that is something you do need to consider, but I just, the more people, the more you offer people, the more they're going to, they're going to take. So if you ask for a roll call, if anybody wants a roll call vote every single time we pass something and some people don't like it, you're, you're going to be doing a lot more roll call votes. True. But if you, but if, if you, you have the 40% trigger, if you have the 40% trigger, then you don't even have to ask unless at least 40% vote in the minority. And that's why we were thinking of doing that. Okay. Well, I didn't realize it was that easy to check the percentages all the time. Well, it oh, isn't it easy, is but that's what we're thinking of oh, doing. I think it's pretty easy. So, ask Nancy. So, mm -hmm. anything else, Miss Jean? Um, no, I actually, Paul, when you were talking about that. I don't know what you call it that you took back. Um, I, I, I think I understood what you were talking about. Were you saying, just out of curiosity, that we would um, read the resolution and before there was any debate, we would vote on it to see how it came out? And then if there was um, debate, what did you call that calendar? I forgot what you called that. Oh, the you know consent calendar. Consent yeah. calendar, yeah. Is that what yeah. you were talking about? That I mean, that that we would vote on something, and then, and then well, if really the, the 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 idea, the idea is is really more accurately what Jeff described, which is, um, which is essentially you would you would talk about a resolution, you'd allow for questions, and then you'd allow for people to to express opposition, and if nobody expressed opposition that resolution would automatically go to the consent calendar. Yeah, okay. I mean, it doesn't take that much longer to vote on it, but, you know. Well, it, but you don't, it, it's going to take, it's going to take a pretty long time if you're trying to, if, if you're, if you're going to, um, <clears throat> if, if you're going to do a whole Zoom vote and, and 
and potentially an in-room vote too, though you probably wouldn't have to there. But good point, Ms. Jean. Okay. All right. That's all I have. Thank you, yep. uh, Ms. Marianne. You are Welcome clear of hands currently. I've got a question for the committee. Um, do you see yourselves making recommendations to the resolutions committee to change any of their uh, activities? Um, for example, um, there have been years where RSVA put onto the agenda seven, eight, nine, ten resolutions on subjects that they were very interested in. Uh, and there were this past convention, and I think the one prior to that, where a single individual had was the sponsor, the, the writer, submitter of four or more resolutions. I believe that, you know, resolutions is a great way for the membership to speak, but I would like to think that there's some way that we could say to people, listen, pick your battles. Do not spend a year writing resolutions and dumping them on ACB and taking that kind of advantage of our general rule that uh, all resolutions submitted must be reported to the floor. Well, we've already limited that by requiring 60 days unless they can show an, an emergency reason. So I think we've, uh, but Pat, um, isn't mm -hmm. it, isn't there not a resolutions task force? So I think wouldn't the answer to the general question Brian asked be yes, we will yeah. submit something to, that would impact them? I, I think so. And Connie, you've been working on looking at the resolutions over the past, what, 20 or 30 years or whatever. And so, you know, yeah. if we hear one more resolution on we should make website accessible, I think we've covered that at least half a dozen times. So being able to go back and say to the person, look, I know you're passionate about this, but digital accessibility is covered, you know, in these six years. So why is yeah, your resolution I, I, any different? I would argue, I would argue, and, and I think Jeff would agree with me that the resolutions committee does a pretty good job mm -hmm. of, of, of telling people that we've done that already. Right. And then this way, not only have we done that so? already, but yeah, we've well, done, maybe but we did not as good as we there. could, but we get a lot withdrawn. People don't realize how many are actually withdrawn every year. And that's yeah, in part don't. because we push people to withdraw. Yes. And right. I think also, I, if you I, can, you know, yeah, go ahead, Connie. I was just going to say, you know, I, looking back and, go, and working on the resolutions and compiling all this stuff I've been working on, I, I would say in the last few years, we're better than we used to be, but I still think there could be improvements on limiting redundant stuff again, or just rewording. But there for a while, there were so many on the same topic. Um, a lot of them, I think Brian is right, there's a lot of them from the same group or the same person. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I, I think, you know, and I, I hate to say this, but I think there should be maybe some recommendations because I think some of them are more a personal thing than for a full, for everyone or for a sub for the organization. And yeah. It, the, yeah. For the, the organization. Thing, and, 
the 60 day thing substantially changes the way that resolutions operates because um, in, in, in the distant past, um, and I think Jeff would agree with this, but really in, in the, even in the not too distant past, people could come to resolutions at the beginning of the convention and say, I want a resolution that does so-and-so. Um, and it, and it would essentially be up to the resolutions committee, um, to try to put something together with the help of that individual. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. We did that a lot. And, and, but in addition to that, for instance, if we take <clears throat> Brian's example of vending, um, somebody would come to us with, with, uh, oh, I don't know, six, eight, nine resolutions that related to vending, um, that, that we would have to rework some, but, but they, they did meet our requirements. And a lot of the times they were pretty specific, like they were often, expressing gratitude to somebody who'd worked really hard on something or or other things like that so they weren't very controversial um but they were important to those organizations i think and and i don't know i don't i don't know that i would have said that that we shouldn't have done those resolutions what do you think jeff no i i I mean, they certainly seemed valid exercise of a resolution's right. authority. Right. Right. So I, I definitely think it the sixty day rule. Um, it, you know, changes we re we require these affiliates to get us something, even if they change it at their convention right. or whatever after that, and then send it to us in a different form. We require them to get something in. And, you know, I think it has had a major impact on it. Just, well, you can see the numbers this year, you know, 16, even I, last year it was like 20 something, but it's certainly better than 35 or 40. And, right. Jeff, and I agree with that. Thing? I mean, yeah. but is that necessarily a good thing? Not no. necessarily, but clearly it is in terms of getting the convention business done. Yes. Yeah. I suppose that's the case. Connie, you were um, you were saying something about. Do you think it's a good I, thing? And I just, I do think it's a good thing. I mean, I think it. You know, I I can see both sides of it, but at the same time, um, I think we ha with the the rule that you can have things that just come up, but I mean, a lot of times people know ahead of time that they want to do a resolution. You, you know, you, some of them have worked on it all year or six months or whatever. And then they waited until the last minute to get it into the resolution committee. And I, I just think it makes our members more accountable to not procrastinate and put everything off. I mean, it, it's a two, it's a two sword, you know, side of the sword. We, I think it's Do good, we need but, to be advertising that now? The 60 days, Paul? Yeah. Um, well, okay. it's 60 days ask, is like I was gonna what, ask, April uh, something. April. I was going to yeah. ask you, Jeff, was it, last year, wasn't it April 20th? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in November already. So you're right. Well, I mean, I mean, there's somebody and, who come, comes up to me every year and says, I want resolutions. And I want a resolution in this, and I want a resolution on this. And I say, well, bring it up to the resolutions committee, and we'll do it. 
I, I uh, really or, or find, send us oh, a resolution, sorry. and that's fine. But this person, I'll, I'll shut up in just a second. This person hasn't done it for the last three years, but keeps saying that she desperately wants it. I think, too, that, um, well, one of the other things that when we did the whole resolution task force, one of the ideas was that the resolutions committee essentially would work all year round and uh, would do would help people, maybe available to help people uh, come up draft resolutions yeah. if they were a little concerned about doing it. And uh, yeah, I think we probably need to fairly soon advertise it because especially if we're going to get it into the ACB Rail Forum, we're going to need to uh, need to do that um, and uh, and that. So uh, um, I, I, the one thing that has been uh, kind of put out there, and I don't remember where I saw it, but is that the committee maybe needs to clarify when they'll make an exception to the 60-day deadline. Um, you know, just you know, what constitutes a, an extenuating circumstance that that um, would allow, or that would basically allow them to say, "Hey, you know, yeah, we we're going to take this." And you know, I mean, with the, the obvious one is if something happens that we couldn't have foreseen, or that couldn't have been foreseen sixty days ahead. Well, um, and that happened last year with Karen, right? The uh, well, a couple years ago with the, the Meyer yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and and, so, and I think there was in general uh, an assumption, though Jeff is saying it's not quite as in general as I thought it was, that if an if an entity is holding a convention um, after the sixty days and resolutions come out of there, that they, they 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 have a right to be considered. Yeah, I mean, even this OT one, I believe the vote to accept it was like five to four. It was a very close uh and contentious vote in terms right. of whether we would take on that resolution so mm -hmm. the committee is very mindful of its responsibility in that area let me throw this out to the group so it looks like because of the 60-day um what do we call that a period where you know uh you're considering the resolutions had to be submitted in april is it necessary for us this year to consider doing resol well and we wouldn't do it this year but um consider doing resolutions twice a year let's say at the spring and at the summer or whatever we wanted to do not just um just over the summer or should we uh, wait and see if the 60 day uh you know the april cutoff date is going to really affect the number of resolutions that we have if we have 15 to 20 that seems very doable if we had 30 35 or 40 that could be problematic and then there's uh, uh i guess it was paul's um sort of uh hybrid methodology where members would submit resolutions to the resolutions committee but instead of going to the full membership on the on the off time it would just go to the board so there'd be a way right. for members to have debate on them <laughs> in the committee process but the right. board would be the entity that would finally vote on them so right. you wouldn't have to have a a separate uh convention type business thing 
in January or February or March or whatever it mm -hmm. might be. Where you, and that's where you an interesting to... that's an interesting uh process to consider, I think. I think it's interesting to put it on the table. But I remember when we did resolutions at the board level, Jeff, we, <laughs> we got some yes. comments. Not everybody yeah, was happy with yes, us. Yes, you're right. But, um, but, the, but that, then they that come back at convention then and then, you know, they get an easy shot at right. Know, so I, I, yeah. it also had a lot to do with the, with, uh, we were, I think, learning at that time. And there were some stupid mistakes that got made by, by bunches of people and, um and and i think we learned from it when 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 it was done again i think it was done much better mm -hmm. good i hope i wasn't one of those people uh, <laughs> I, no i don't think I don't, I, I don't think finger pointing does any good no, it's I, uh, I remember the time yeah. paul yeah yeah i know i was pissed but, uh, <laughs> I remember, <laughs> but your points were well taken, and they certainly have something that everyone agrees on now. Yeah, exactly. See, I, 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 I the, the the issue of the sixty days is is does that? I mean, it certainly doesn't automatically do it, but I think it's seriously, um, it's it seriously imp or or lessens the likelihood of a large number of resolutions i think mm -hmm. um though Can if I, if you yeah. if you ask me to say why if you ask me to <clears throat> to give you categorical a b c d e reasons i'm not sure i could no no mm -hmm. Do we want to try for one more question, Miss Connie? Yeah. So one of them that we haven't, I don't know if we really have touched on it, is um, I had it in front of me. Should additional restrictions be imposed upon the ability to seek a change in the agenda during the middle of the convention? Hmm. Um, Mr. Mr. Brian, is your phone live enough for you to get to jump into that one? I certainly, yeah, I found a, a charger, so it's my phone's across the room here. Anyway, I I really think that um, one of the first orders of business in a convention is the adoption of the uh, agenda, and I think that it's appropriate for a member to ask that the amend that the agenda be modified in a particular way um i i just it seems like a fundamental right to say listen you're well we're going to give you an example we had a tour this year that took members off the floor because the tour took so long, it had to start before that day's business meeting was over. And the tour was to see the, uh, was the Black History Museum or something like that. And it meant that if a resolution had come up that had anything to do with minority related issues, that a significant number of people who felt strongly about that wouldn't be there might not be oh, there yeah might not be there 
So under those circumstances, I think that a member should have the right to ask that the agenda be modified in some way. We also saw how many times did Deb have to just simply make an adjustment because things weren't going as planned. Uh, my question, so again, my that's question an amendment is of the agenda. I, it sounded like you were saying that the only time a person would be able to amend the agenda was at the beginning of the meeting. Is that what you were saying? That, no, I think that that's what we've been doing with the exception of the chair being able to amend the agenda <laughs> to deal with unexpected requirements. But individuals weren't in a position to request that. But, but well, I no, that's I would not argue, true. We, in fact, yeah, Chris Bell did. did exactly that. He lost Correct. on the vote, but that's what he tried oh, to I do. Guess, yeah. I guess. But yeah, I guess that's why uh, this question I, came up. Yeah. yeah, I guess I would argue though um, that if the chair can alter the agenda whenever she likes, why do we adopt it? This is part of the problem. It, there's the philosophical and there's the practical. The speaker didn't show up. So there's a gap in the program. There's concern that we're not going to get through all the uh, required business of the convention. Should she be, she or he, be able to say, we're going to uh, put some resolutions on the table at this point so that we're not wasting this time for all of you. I, I don't think anybody objected to any of the times that Deb altered, altered the agenda, but clearly what Robert's Rules of Order says is the whole point of adopting an agenda is so that the leadership in particular can't later on amend the agenda to either leave something off that they don't want or um, put something on that wasn't there. Yes, that's absolutely why that's in the Roberts rules as far as I can tell. I would say, however, that reality is different than theory. <laughs> well, then, oh, okay. I, yeah, I, I agree with you, Brian. But what can we do about it? Is there some way that we can, I think that the, the chair ought to not make that alteration, but indicate that that is their intent. Is there any objection? I think that's right. I agree with that. Um, I think, um, I mean, first of all, this doesn't, this doesn't happen that often, but I do think, um, I do think you're right that the, the chair should be able to, uh, like uh, uh, the, the clearest example was a couple of years ago when we, we had the audio description part of the general session scheduled on one day and it got moved uh, to another day. Now that is something that definitely should have been asked for an objection if there are people objected because you may have had people who tuned in that day to hear uh, that part of the program or very interested in audio description and may not have been able to tune in on another day. Now, I, I don't remember the circumstances behind that. If, um, 
we needed more time or if um, you know Joel wasn't available to present uh, at the uh, time I think I think I'm thinking of 2021 uh, where this happened so but I think you know if, if a speaker doesn't show up then I think you have to give I think you have to give the chair some leeway but at the same time say because if the chairs if, if, if one speaker doesn't show up or if they're running late for example, and there's another speaker that's there and ready. Um, if I'm chairing, I want to be able to say, um, hey, you know, as long as you're here, let's take you first. And then we'll take the other, you know, the other person should be here in, you know, and we'll take them afterwards. And so, so you know, if it's on the same day, if it's on the same day, I guess I don't have as much trouble with the chair doing it. If it's moving stuff to a different day, then. I do have that. The other thing, well, I, I, see, I guess I I don't have a problem with moving things on the agenda. I think the issue is taking things off and adding things. Yeah, yeah. I, I would add one other and, part, and that, that doesn't though, happen. That is, it, it never happens. There is such a difference between moving a speaker and moving a the item on the agenda that was a business item, right? changing when resolutions will come up when elections will come up when um well no, those would be the ones the, those things but, that are business but but we have honored the rules by breaking them forever brian yes you know absolutely for from eleven thirty to noon on every day of our convention um up until three years ago said other business and the fact is it never happened except on thursday i mean it you know it, it monday tuesday and wednesday it got overtaken by other things so there I weren't have to, resolutions there weren't constitution and bylaw stuff done it just didn't happen so i have to check out and go to another meeting so i apologize it's the last five minutes or so but <clears throat> bye sir and thank you so much bye thank we you we appreciate we appreciate everybody being here. You guys have been wonderful guests, and I think it's been fun to explore together where we're going. Um, and and let me give the folks who are here um, the opportunity if they if they'd like to kind of make last comments. So shall we um, shall we start with you, Ray? Sure. You you never have to do much encouraging to get me to talk. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, thank you, thank you, Paul, for giving us the opportunity. And and to all of the folks listening, I know this is time consuming. We're we're spending a lot of time, but it's time well spent because we need to hear from you, the membership, as to what you want us to do. This is our organization, and if we're going to do the best, you know, put the best uh, things forward that we can, we need to hear from you. And programs like this make that happen. So. Thanks for the opportunity, and um, I um, I, uh, I appreciate uh, being here tonight, and um, and uh, have a good night. Yep, Mr. Patrick. Well, Paul, this has been very excellent discussion. I, you know, I really think that uh, Tuesday Topics has really helped us to move some ideas forward uh, concerning the minority position with forty percent. Whether we you you know go through a constitutional. Um, uh, amendment on that or, or you know whatever uh, hitting the uh, affiliate vote the first week uh this has been a good education for the voting task force 
our our role is to become more efficient, more effective. We certainly want to um, be as efficient as we can in the voting process so we can give the convention more time for its business meetings. And that's why we're coming out. And uh, we appreciate everyone's um, consideration and opinions. Thanks, Paul. Miss mm -hmm. Connie. Yeah, um, I just want to thank, thank you and Brian and Tuesday Topics. I think this has been great. I think our listeners, the participants have been good. It's, it's, we are, we are taking all this back. Um, we're taking, you know, listening to the court recordings. We're taking good notes. And I, I really think this has been a, a good thing. And like Ray said, this is, it's the members organization and we really want to hear from the members and really want to know what the members want and um, their needs are so it that's where we want to make sure is that everyone is heard i mean it's it's important for us to hear all of that and um know what pe members want and feel like they're included in part of this process so um and if anyone ever has any more questions or concerns you know feel free to reach out to me and i can get you i can help you or i can get you to one of the other people but um hopefully we'll get the standing rules how can, expanded. How can they do that, Ms. Connie? They can reach out to me at my email is Connie. It's K-O-N-I dot L dot Sims, S-I-M-S at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, my number, um, I can give you my cell number is 605-941-9512. So feel free to reach out to me and I can get you to whoever. But that's that's what I'm here for is to have that connections and um, hopefully we can reach out to more affiliates. So if affiliate leaders are listening, we want to get in and work with the affiliates. We have the Midwest affiliates coming up in December. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday or hump day tomorrow to finish up hopefully and then on Sunday edition this coming Wednesday. So we're trying to get out as much as we can. Um, so I, but Did I you think say you Sunday know, you edition guys, on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday edition on Wednesday. Exactly. Brian, okay. you can I'm tell. Sorry. I'm lost. <laughs> a new edition. I know. We haven't yeah, had Anthony know yet. Yeah, he special. changed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he changed it. Yeah. So coming this coming Sunday, we have the Sunday edition. And then tomorrow we have hump day. So um, with the presidents. So, but yeah. So it, you know, it's coming, but we really want to get the word out. So, um, we'll be doing my cheat sheets and stuff, but more information we can get out and to share. And that was the other one of the other questions that we had talked we hadn't talked about is hopefully is are ever is everyone getting enough information? Is are something lacking? Um, and a part of it's up to the members to find the information, but we really want to know if people feel like there's other ways that information could get out to them. Well, and if you if if when you guys have made um, firmer decisions about the direction you're going in, I suspect we would be more than glad to have you guys back to talk to us about that. As we approach yeah. the convention to educate the members about what kinds of decisions they're going to be asked to make during the convention. Mm -hmm. Brian, you have one yeah, minute, sir. I am sitting here in a unique Red Sox baseball cap. It has Braille embossed in the bill of the cap. Uh, I have to say that I want to get one of these that say ACB on it. I am proud to be a member of ACB that allows this kind of discussion 
to take place and to do so, even if we don't always agree with one another, to do so in a civil and respectful way. Thank you for letting us do that. So next Tuesday is the uh, ACB Audio Description Gala. And as a result, uh, our channel on uh, ACB Media mm -hmm. will be used to broadcast the gala. And as a result, um, we are going to stand aside so that we can all honor audio description. So stay tuned next week to find out what's going to be going on in Tuesday topics two weeks from now. We need you. We love you. We value you as our listeners. Good night.